This is Lon Winters with Graphic Elephants. This is Jimmy Lamp. This is Matt Masala with the RhinestoneWorld.com. And you're listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. And you are listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. Podcast. Hosted by... My name is Terry Combs RG. Regular guy. And Aaron Montgomery. We're just regular guys having fun and uh, trying to, to make a living in this really cool and exciting industry. I think we all want to succeed 100% of the time. Seek to understand before I try and make myself understood. Bring a ton of great information. Coming to you live from somewhere dark, dirty, and dank. All right, welcome to the show. It is Friday, July 21st, 2023. I'm Terry Combs, and you can find me at terrycombs.com. And I'm Aaron Montgomery, and you can find me over at oursuccessgroup.com. Uh, Terry, today we've got Dan Short, and uh, he's with uh, Short Designs and Drunken Leprechaun Creations, and um, we're going to be just having him join us to talk about his business, how how our listeners might use some of his ideas in their own businesses. And I'm, I'm excited. I, I'm, you know Dan uh, already, and, and I just got to meet Dan, but just kind of checking things out. And, and he, he's, a, he's a real guy that is uh, a lot of fun. So I'm excited. Colorful. To, uh... Dan is colorful. <laughs> <laughs> he seems awesome. So I can't wait to get to know him a little bit more. And I think for our listeners today, right, there's going to be obviously a, a nice element of fun, but, but just listening, right? Listen to take those nuggets out of there that uh, I think will help you build your business and, and think about ways to be, you know, authentically you and, and whatnot. So I'm excited to hear uh, from Dan here in a little bit. And uh Terry, but before we uh, get to Dan, uh, we do have a news segment coming at you here. We've got Screen Printing Magazine. We've got Adrian joining us from Screen Printing Magazine, and uh, she's got a few news bits and 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 some breaking news as well. So, uh, exactly. Terry, are you ready for that? I'm ready. Let's hear from Adrian. Do it. <laughs> You may notice a change in my background. I'm currently attending WB Week at Made Lab and Printed Threads in Fort Worth, Texas. You can follow along at Screen Print Mag on Instagram and look out for a recap next week. Shout out to the guys for setting me up in their podcast room. Um, today's first news item, increasing popularity of screen printing, driving the 68 plus billion global decorated apparel industry. The global decorated apparel market is expected to reach $68.17 billion by 2030, according to the Decorated Apparel Market Size, Share, and Trends Analysis Report. Along with screen and digital printing, embroidery contributed a majority of the share to become the largest division in the global revenue in 2022. Rising product availability with a range of unique designs, color combinations, prints, and other decorations in graphic tees, coats, and designer blazers, specifically for men, drive the scope of the market for decorated apparel. Rising applications of printing and embroidery on apparel logos for sportswear, such as youth baseball teams, school spirit wear, or walk-run fundraisers, drive the demand for decorated apparel. Major players in the industry are trying to increase their presence in the global market by expanding their production facilities in various regions. Factors such as low costs, access to numerous garment workers, and duty-free entry into several Asia-Pacific markets are among the prominent reasons driving the investment. Up next, Google unveils virtual try-on feature for apparel shoppers. The feature, powered by AI technology, allows shoppers to try on clothing virtual. 
virtually and is currently available in the U.S. and focuses on women's tops from brands like Anthropology, Everlane, H&M, and Loft. Shoppers can select the try-on badge on Google search and choose a model that closely matches their body type. With the help of AI, the technology demonstrates how the clothing would look on models of various sizes. The focus on apparel stems from the category's high search volume. According to a Google poll, 42% of online shoppers feel unrepresented by model images, and 59% express dissatisfaction when purchased items differ from their expectations. Next up, register for the Unite Together Town Hall. Unite Together, a diversity and inclusion movement within the print industry and beyond, is hosting a virtual all-hands reconnect next Thursday, July 27th at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. During the virtual meeting, the Unite Together board, which I am on, will share critical updates with members. Get ready to connect with open-minded and compassionate individuals, engage in thought-provoking discussions, and be part of a community that values togetherness. Whether you're a student, professional, or simply someone passionate about creating positive change, this event is for you. From interactive sessions to networking opportunities, we have planned meaningful experiences and resources that are intended to foster connections and ignite our passion for unity. So you can learn more and register for the virtual meeting at the link provided. And one last final news item. I mentioned I'm attending WB Week, which was the first event I attended for Screen Printing Magazine. It is also my last. Monday will be my last day with Screen Printing and Big Picture Magazines. After 10 plus years, I'm moving on from magazine publishing, but you're not getting rid of me just yet. DTF Superstore is launching DTF.com, a website dedicated to helping those in the direct-to-film space grow their brand. I'm building it from scratch, which is an exciting challenge. Terry, Aaron, and Eric are allowing me to continue to share industry news here on Two Regular Guys, and I will continue my roles on the Unite Together and Women in Print Alliance boards. So I will still very much be involved in the industry. If you offer direct-to-film or considering adding the technology or want to learn more, please reach out. My new email is adrian at dtf.com. Thank you to everyone who has shared industry insight with me and helped grow Screen Printing Magazine. I couldn't have done any of this without you. Thank you, and I'll see you next time. All right. Well, never fear. Adrian will be back with news items just under a different title. So yes, yes, we'll have to update the uh, the, the the role there. But uh, well, a new one. We've been keeping that a secret for a month. So yeah, I know, which is hard for us, really. Honestly, to be, we're not good at keeping secrets. Just FYI. So we, but we have we have kept that secret. So uh, we love it, and um, we're, we're excited, right? We're, it, the the growth the building something new like she said that that sound, sounds super exciting so uh, what she's done at Screen Printing Magazine is is wonderful and the fact that she's continuing with those initiatives also wonderful and I uh, can't wait to see what uh, what Adrian does with the uh, the DTF program over there at DTF. absolutely best of luck to my fellow Ohio University Bobcat <laughs> I, I knew we couldn't get get away without the Ohio <laughs> University I love it I love it well Adrian thank you so much and yes we will look forward to having you back uh, really. Soon 
soon, just under a, a new umbrella. And um, we're we're working to uh, see if we can keep Screen Printing Magazine in in the mix, too. So we'll just have an extra news uh, anchor, so to speak. Right. <laughs> Looking forward to that. So thank you very much. Um, Terry, we've got a dad joke coming up here in just one moment. Uh, but let's say good morning to some of the regulators that are checking in here, if, if that sounds good. Uh, early yeah. on, Kingsbury Craft was in saying good morning, and I'll be back. So we're going to double check on that. Uh, are you back? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and good morning to Chuck. And we've got Becky Kotzer checking in. Excuse me, I said that incorrectly. Uh, Kutzer. Yes, I got it actually right. I, I got to meet Becky in person uh, a couple weekends ago in Minnesota. So um, <laughs> Becky's a good friend of mine. Rena, good morning. And uh, yeah, so who else we got down here? I can scroll a little ways. Yep, yep, Kingsbury Craft is back. James, hi guys. I messaged you for my new, yes, here's another uh, change of venue. Uh, this one was uh, exciting as well. Uh, hi guys, I'm messaging you from my new office at Hicks Corporation in Pittsburgh, Kansas. So What, James? What comes around goes around my friend <laughs> yeah I, I and i don't know you know i'm not i'm not putting anything out there you know james has been doing this for a long time and i'm sure he's going to keep doing this for a long time but this almost reminds me of like an an all-star going back home to retire right you know you gotta, you gotta get back <laughs> that's, that's, uh, i don't know if that's actually james did you do you just have a one-day contract so you can retire and uh go into the, go hall, into of the hall of fame the yeah. guy <laughs> yes indeed all right uh, so kingsbury craft is back keith welcome good morning good to see you and uh rich hello to you so all right terry um this one I just can... talked to Keith yesterday. Oh, cool. <laughs> cool. Uh, it's been a little while since I've talked to Keith, so it's great, great to see him here. All right. Cool. Terry, well, um, we've got a dad joke at uh, no retirement soon. New career at 65. <laughs> Look at you, James. I love it. I love it. Cool. I can't wait to see what you're going to do with Hicks over there. That's awesome. All yeah, right. Me too. Terry. Um, so yes, dad joke. I, I got to see it in advance. I was a little worried at first, but then I read it the whole thing. So anyhow, go ahead. <laughs> well, since, since we're, we're interviewing Dan short from drunken leprechaun creations, I thought this would be the best dad joke to choose from our, our bag of dad jokes. We keep the dad a base. Terry. It's a dad, a base. So anyhow, I'm sorry. <laughs> from the database. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. All right, here, here we go. Uh, Aaron, did you, uh, did I tell you I'm giving up drinking for a month? What? <laughs> oh, sorry, that came out wrong. I'm giving up drinking for a month. <laughs> See, like I said, I was a little concerned at first. We, and <laughs> we, we, we debated that one, everyone. We were like, mm. <laughs> it, it was in the gray area of once. Oh, absolutely not. And oh, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> it was very gray in that area. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we got a laugh. Craft, so there we go. All right. We're good. <laughs> okay, we're good. <laughs> All right. We want to thank everybody for checking out the Two Regular Guys podcast. We are looking for new voices in that intro uh, we'd love to have the regulators uh join in or participate in the show intros go to decorators.inkink forward slash intro and read just a few sentences so you can be a part of the show uh we like to update that every uh every year or so and and so we're ready a we've gotten bit. a few yeah but, we've got uh, a few but james maybe uh Maybe James at his new location. I don't know. Keith. Um, I know. Spirit Crafts. Anybody. You got dive in there. Decorators.inc yeah. forward slash intro. So. Exactly. So uh, <laughs> we're also looking uh, for new guests always. If you or anyone you know would like to join us, go to calendly.com slash two, the number two, regular guys with your show ideas. And if you are listening to the podcast version of the show, we would appreciate you sharing the two regular guys podcast 
with all of your industry friends so they can become regulators too. We would greatly appreciate you giving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts, YouTube Podcasts, wherever you do your podcast listening. It'd be very helpful for, for all of us here at Two Regular Guys. And if you're watching uh, live right now, please join in with your comments and your questions from a very successful decorator, Dan Short. Yes, indeed. Looking forward to that. And and James says, I would love to be a guest soon. So James, just go over there to Calendly.com forward slash two regular guys and find a Friday that works two. for you. Yep. Yep. The number two. Also, it's been a while, James. You haven't been on a show in a long time. We'd love to have you. Yeah, definitely. And and also need those intros, guys. I'm not, I'm going to come back to that because I'm going to have to actually start calling people out. Maybe we'll get Dan to do it, right? He, new guest and he'll just carry it for everybody there so <laughs> i'm already putting dan on the spot and he hasn't even met me yet all right well <laughs> speaking of dan let's get him in here uh we want to welcome into the show dan short and uh dan welcome thanks for being here morning gentlemen good morning good morning, good morning. hey so dan we don't uh, typically do the big uh intro you know oh this is me i'm so perfect right um we, we like to we like to get it straight from uh, the people that are joining us and so we always like to kind of start off with a little bit of a uh, you know give us a a dan 101 how, how you found your way into the industry those are the types of things that we like to like to learn so give us give us the quick 101 and how you made your way into uh becoming a, a garment decorator well, it's my wife's fault. Okay, um, <laughs> good, it's clear. <laughs> so I have been doing laser and sublimation for a while. I actually had, I did a little bit of HTV. Uh, I got into um, doing some of the HTV, picked up a vinyl cutter, and well, I don't do that anymore because weeding is not any fun. <laughs> that is way too much work. Yes. And had some requests for some full color work. So went down and checked the machine out here locally. And my wife's exact comment was, oh, I can get free shirts. <laughs> I'm, she's still getting free shirts. Yeah. So, How many years ago was this? <laughs> I think we're going on four now. But wow. yeah, and the list is a mile long. Just when you think you're getting caught up, you know, it's that honey-do list. You think you're getting caught up? No. I need one of these and one of these and one of these and one of these. Yep. Yep. And so that's kind of where it came, but it, it all came from, I've got a background in graphics. So I've been doing graphics pretty much since I was 16. I've been in print since I was 16 wow. back in the old, I did digital print. I actually started and got into anything of print back in the old Kinko's days. Wow. Okay. So back, I've always been a tech and a computer guy. And that was my first job. And I interviewed there back when they used to do all their design in-house and resumes for people and yeah. all that kind of stuff and that full service type of thing. But when I interviewed for it, they had asked me, you know, if I have, you know, I've got computer knowledge. I was 16. I mean, I was a tech kid. And I'm like, sure. So <laughs> kind of learned as I went. And uh, that's where it all started. And I'm self-taught on everything that I do. Um, yeah. So I got some promotional opportunities there and did a lot of corporate America for a while and then decided corporate America is not for me. Um, the suit and tie to work every day, just, well, <laughs> that in my mouth gets me in trouble a lot. <laughs> so I, uh, I did a lot of corporate America, but it's always, I've always been in print uh, management or print management, stuff like that. And then finally, I just uh, started doing the whole graphics thing. 
I do web work. I try not to admit to that because <laughs> I just I don't want to. I'm not yeah. a. I'm not. I'm a graphics guy. I'm not a code guy. I can do it. I don't enjoy it. Yeah. So. You don't want to encourage anybody to call you. As yeah, you don't no, want to attract that. <laughs> so call Dan for your web work. <laughs> no, <laughs> please don't. Uh, I don't. I don't even want to build my own. Okay. So. <laughs> Nice. But yeah, I've been in graphics for a while. So as as I like to say, I was doing graphics and still do graphics before Canva was popular and everybody does graphics. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a uh, um, don't get me wrong. Canva's a wonderful tool. Any of those are. But, you know, there's a lot of people today. Oh, yeah, I do this. I do that. I'm like, come on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Back before there was a creative suite of Photoshop. So. Ah, gotcha. so Dan, you you mentioned uh, laser and sublimation too. I I'm a, a big fan of sublimation. I'm kind of a sublimation guy. Okay. Uh, tell tell us a little bit about that too, and then we'll let Terry talk T-shirts. So <laughs> oddly enough, the reason that I got into sublimation is I was in my wife, who I didn't know at the time, um, owned a retail vape shop. So she we had. I say we towards the end, it was the both of us, but um, her father-in-law created these custom like mechanical box type things for the vape industry. He was the only one as it progressed on, we were the only ones in the world doing it. And I got into sublimation because there's acrylic panels that get inset into these frames that you can customize. And it took me about a year to figure out how it was done. And then from there, it took me how to figure out how to put acrylic under 400 degrees and pressure (laughs) and keep it in there for four minutes and bring it out and make it flat. (laughs) So there was a lot of uh, R and D that went into that. And that's, that was my start. And then I'm like, Oh, I can do other stuff with this. Yeah. So started off with back, right? (laughs) No, no, I really didn't. Um, and I really enjoyed doing shirts with sublimation, but I didn't like the feel of the shirt. And the, the shirts have gotten a lot better. Yeah. And, you know, there's um, plenty of new options back from when I was doing it. But I've always loved the shirt and the garment industry, especially you pair that with graphics. Yeah. Um, but that's that was kind of segued into there. And then I did a little bit of the HTV. But I absolutely love sublimation. I love all of the new um, substrates, everything that's coming out for it. There's so many different cool things you can do with it. Yeah. Um, I don't do anything. Almost everything that I do now is DTG. Um, Besides this big giant embroidery machine behind me that I picked up four months ago and still have not used. Well, we got so, a guy for you. So. <laughs> our, our guest next week is is going to be talking about the embroidery toolbox you need to have. So tune in next week. Dan. I will. <laughs> you know, ab- absolutely. I made it as far as putting the thread on it, and yeah, and and I've dusted it. But it's just one of those things that I haven't had time. Sure. So. You know, when Eric isn't producing our show, he's a lot of free time to talk to people about how to do embroidery, right? <laughs> no, uh, sorry, Eric. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Dan doing uh, web pages, right? <laughs> right. Exactly, right. Uh, Don't got it tell now. anybody. <laughs> so, hey, so Dan, give us a breakdown on, on, on the different decoration methods. We talked about several different things here. What, what, what all different methods are you decorating with? So sublimation, obviously not onto garments any longer. 
Mm -hmm. um, I do direct to pretty much direct to garment. Once I figure out that machine behind me, I'll be doing that. And then I do direct to film as well, but I am a huge uh, advocate for DTG. There's a, a lot out there that's saying that DTF is going to replace DTG, and I believe they'll coexist and they'll coexist for the long haul. Yep. There's good applications for both. Yep. Um, if I can DTG it, I'm absolutely going to mm -hmm. DTG it. But there's certain things that you can't, and that's where DTF is wonderful. I've got a handful of mechanic shirts that I have to do later today, and it's great for that. Yeah. And so many different applications. Pretty much, if it's not cotton and you can't print it, DTF it. Yep, yep, exactly. But I, but I love that you you shared that you know they're going to coexist because there's there's definitely a place for for DTG still. I, yeah, I know lots of people that could you DTF that sure, but in in certain circumstances, it's a way better product to have the DTG product. And and uh, yeah, so. You know, especially for the screen printers that that have moved into DTG or DTF, screen printers all like, oh, no, I want the DTG. It feels more like what I do every day. You yeah. know, so yeah, a, a lot and of it's perception. And that's the biggest thing. It's the hand feel too. But you have DTFs, you know, the new kid on the block. And when you have something that's, I say new-ish, but it's uh, it's really starting to take off. But when you have the new kid on the block, everybody's like, oh, this is going to replace this. This is going to replace that. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. you know, DTGs can replace screen printing. No, no, nope. <laughs> it's, it, it's it's absolutely not. And DTF is in the full color world is never going to replace DTG. Yeah. And anybody that tries to DTF a full back is going to learn real quick. Peel <laughs> that off. The, yeah. Back so, <laughs> yeah, but it, it's absolutely coexisting. There's a huge push for DTF right now. And DTF also has a place for somebody that's just looking to get into yeah. uh, the business or the industry where they don't have to have all the equipment to do it. As long as you've got a, a good heat press, you can do it. I still wouldn't suggest doing that full back DTF, but hey, Dan and I both live in Phoenix and uh, we were just talking about before we came on the air, it's going to be 118 today. So no, no one wants to wear the fullback DTF in Phoenix today. Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. And that's what I always explain to, to people too, depending upon what the client is looking for. Anybody's looking for my opinion. I'm like, this is how we hear your pros of this and, and vice versa. I mean, yeah. depending upon your garment, you don't have a choice. You can't DTG everything. Yeah. But. Yeah. That's so cool. Terry, I, I get it now. I get why you brought Dan on. He, he speaks our language, right? Because I'm mean, <laughs> thinking the same thing. Like this shirt that I'm wearing right now, no chance I would wear this if it was a DTF. It just, it would not be comfortable. But as a DTG, I can wear it when it's 98% humidity outside and, and be fine. So. Um, and, 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 uh, decorators need to know how to design for that as well. No, no postage stamps, no, no movie posters on the front of a shirt. If you're doing DTF, uh, it's just not going to have that, that feel. It's not going to have that breathability. So yeah. you have to design accordingly. Yep. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. Well, all right. So Dan, you, you've uh, talked about all the different things that you've done and, and what you're working on, but what, what's impressed me is, is how into really kind of understanding the nuances and, and, kind of becoming an expert in in the craft, so to speak. So talk to us about why that's important to you and, and what, what that uh, looks like in, inside of your business. So I over-research everything, <laughs> um, sometimes to a fault, 
but before I picked up my DTG printer, I spent three months researching it. You know, there's different models out there, different everything, everything from, you know, it's like, oh, you know, I don't know a ton about this. So let me research it from, you know, there's people that have converted printers to, you know, different printer manufacturers out of there. And I think understanding what you're getting into and knowing the process is part of the most important. I'll go back to when I first picked up my laser, same thing, over-researched it like that. But all the research that I did was pretty much that anybody can run a laser. You put something in there, you press start, it does what it needs it to do. It's all in the back end as far as graphics. I've done a lot. I've, my name started and everything that I did in the laser world on some of the engraving that I could pull off on anodized aluminum. And the machine does exactly what you tell it to do. It's all in how you prep your graphics, how you convert it, how you get it over there. Because all on a laser, all it sees is black and white. The laser turns on when it's black, turns off when it's white. So as far as like any of that is concerned, it's, yeah. you know, I look for, you know, how can we take a simple process and make it better or make it easier in that case? Same thing with sublimation and stuff like that. I, I'm a tinker. I try a lot of things. Let me see if this will work. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, let me find somebody that might know or do a lot of research and figure it out. Um, I have been blessed with the fact that I do have the graphics background. So that applies very easily to DTG. The laser was a little bit of a learning curve because in print and all my print background, you just print. You don't have to worry about you know, dithering and setting this up and dot size and everything because that's how the laser is going to run. And basically going from digital print to basically creating dithered bitmaps. And then with sublimation and now DTG coming from the print world, everything that I know was always done in CMYK. So trying to wrap my head around why do we want to use RGB? That doesn't make any sense. And most people are like, wait a minute, there's no RGB in there, but sublimation and um, DTG, you design an RGB, yep. which is really nice because you can get that gamut and you can really do, you have a much wider gamut in the RGB space. Sure, what's on your screen isn't always what prints, you can't print your neon, so on and so forth, but you have a lot more adjustment capabilities with RGB to simulate what you want when you yeah. go to print. So your long to to answer it short, <laughs> uh, short. <laughs> I, I haven't had that all my life. Um, <laughs> you know, I try everything, and pretty much, you know, just keep at it. As long as you're you're learning and you're making progress, you're yeah. doing well. Yeah. What, what a great mindset to have too. The, the, you know, that, that willingness to tinker and it's okay if you ruin a shirt, right? You've got to, you got to be willing to do that. Well, absolutely. And I've ruined a lot of them. I still ruin a lot of them. Sure. And part of that is my, what I look for in quality and what I want to put out and yeah. what I believe puts me um, to stand out from the crowd is the fact that if I don't like it, it's not going out. And it was on a side little note there that you guys will, will enjoy is when I was getting trained on this printer, the uh, gentleman that was training me, he's like, I don't like working with graphic guys. I'm like, why? He's like, 
because you guys have so much attention to detail and you put it in there and the shirt comes out and it looks great. And you like it go, mm, that's a hair off. I'm like, yes, that's true. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, that's that's part of the learning curve with garment printing as well is just because I look at it and go, that's just a hair. I've really had to adjust, not take my quality level down, but understand what is is still a darn good print versus I'm like, eh, there's a little speck there. So now I give it the wife test. I show it to her. I'm like, Are you see anything off here? She's like, no, it looks great. Why? I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> and, and it's fine. But the problem we've run into is she'll then ask me, what am I looking at? And I'll show her. So over the years, she's caught on and she knows what I'm looking for now. And sometimes she'll just look and go, looks yeah mm -hmm. she found it right away <laughs> but she's giving you the okay right. i like it <laughs> yeah no but i mean and that's it's true because with a lot of what i print i'm almost over criticizing what really can't be produced so different garments different things stuff like that there's certain you have certain limitations on things yeah and while I'm always trying to push the envelope and get it exactly how I want it, customers are like, this is absolutely fantastic. So once again, you know, you don't sacrifice quality at all, but sometimes you're just too over analytical of what you're producing. And yeah, I've, yeah. I've got a lot, a pile of test shirts because sure. of that now. Sure. Well, that's that's the fine line, but but I think that is what separates the, the you know Terry talks a lot that there's a lot of printers out there, just not a lot of great printers, right? <laughs> or is it, I don't know, that's not exactly how you say it, Terry, but you know <laughs> that's um, that's exactly yeah. how I would say it, and I see a lot of and this comes back from years years ago in design. I'll look at something and go, who designed that? Like your typography is terrible, your color like contrasting, it's hard to read or any of that. And I find myself now looking at shirts, looking at how it's printed, looking at this going. And some of them, you know, going back to the, the DTF conversation, you know, you see some shirts out there where people are walking around. I'm like, I can see that crunch while you're wearing it. It's a big old 16 inch print. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that can't be comfortable. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, and, and uh, I think the, the difficulty for all of us is, when it, hey there's nothing wrong if you got a bad print the problem is you don't know it's a bad print <laughs> right you know that's that's the that's the line between a perfectionist like yourself and and somebody who goes well i think it looks fine but uh, but yeah you, you i think you're correct you have to kind of get in your head what's the customer going to say what's in in oh the customer loved it you know so uh, i think we're i think we're all in that uh kind of a little bit uh, too critical about what we do, but I, I, I'd rather be on that side than, well, I, I, it looks fine to me. I don't, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. And I've done things before where I've shown, you know, friends or people of back, especially when I was in my retail location where people are like, that looks wonderful. Like, let me just get that one. I'm like, no, my name's on it. I mean, my name's yeah. not really on it. Yeah. But I don't want that going out there because it doesn't meet my standards. Yeah. And I have a lot of piles of stuff that's never been released into the wild because of that. And yeah. sometimes you just get a garment that's bad and that's weird or, or something sure. like that. Yeah. Um, I had 
I was printing. You can see the stacks of stuff that's behind me. I'm doing a run for an event that's on Sunday out here of 200 shirts for two different organizations. But I had two shirts that I was printing the backs of yesterday. Like the top three quarters of an inch, pre-trader didn't pre-trade them. Like, well, it happens. Yeah. So. For sure. Well, um, Terry, I know you've got another question for me, but let me just uh, jump in with uh, the regulators here real quick. Um, sure. Ramona, we're going to let you off the hook, Ramona, for being late. But, uh, you know, that's one demerit. So I was kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, she, when you were talking about, you know, DTG being replaced by GTF or screen print being replaced by those two, right? Just like color reels going to replace thread embroidery. Yep. Not not happening. Um, and then, Ron, I, I've got your I highlighted your comment there, Ron, uh, and and I want to talk about that, but we'll come back and talk about that after after the break, if that's okay. So, Terry, I know you've got one more question for for Dan before we hit the break here. Yeah, Dan, you know I've seen a lot of your uh, a lot of your graphics, and they're pretty spectacular. And and so so, what's the most important thing for you about graphics that you create? So, in other words, what separates you from the competition? I think. See, that, that's a tough one. I could go a bunch of different ways in here. I think a lot of that is just time and knowing, time in doing what I've been doing and knowing what's going to print and what's not going to print well. But I was, I do remember back in my early days of DTG and stuff like that, where um, it's always been said, if you're going to run gradients, or you're going to do this, you're going to do that, you know, put some noise on it and this, that, or whatever. Well, I've just proved that we can run gradients all day long. I think you've seen that the one that I'm referring to Terry. Yes. Um, but a lot of it is just, I think it's just a mix of, I've been doing print and graphics long enough that you just have to take that knowledge and apply it to the printer. And if your graphics yeah, how, are clean and everything. How that graphics going to translate to the garment. Correct. Absolutely. And knowing what colors are going to go. The biggest thing that I see a lot of times is people trying to print like a lime green. Lime green is tough to print. Lime green, a teal, and some of your rich pinks are tough to translate from screen to print. And it just takes time, print your swatches. and But even with your swatches and you find the, the right color value, you incorporate that into a design with a gradient or a fade or anything of that matter. And it changes everything. Hmm. So I wish I had a, a really good, like, here's the, the easy answer to this, but there isn't. And hmm. I still today am learning things. I'm still trying different things. Okay. It's I'm very one a believer in, if you're not, you know, constantly learning and evolving you're falling behind so i'm always trying to 100%. do something different weird and as we go on this journey too i mean you even look at the software and what adobe is doing now with their generative fill and different things that you can do with the program and i know my way around adobe well very well but i'd also be willing to bet that i know maybe 15 to 20 percent of it and maybe utilize that much just because it is that powerful and that's for any software or anything like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Now, Dan question for you, would you uh, call uh Terry's shirt a rich pink 
color? Is that where does that fall in that rich I pink you, area? You know, I don't think so. I think that's salmon. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Terry, For you're our listeners, uh, Dan is correct. My shirt is salmon. Uh, <laughs> so I guess you're going to be taking Dan to lunch and maybe buying him some drinks now. Let's see that. All right. <laughs> well, this has been fantastic. Let's take a quick break here. And uh, I want to share a little bit about a program that uh, we're just launching uh, together with another success principles friend of mine. So uh, Eric, take it away when you're ready. Are you a small business owner or coach feeling trapped in a cycle of stagnation and uncertainty? Welcome to the Radical Goal Getters, where we facilitate transformative mastermind groups for tenacious individuals like you. Reserve your spot in a powerful six-month mastermind program led by certified success principles coaches. The Radical Goal Getters Mastermind Groups offer a supportive environment, expert guidance, collaborative learning, and accountability. Radical Goal Getters also provides a private asynchronous messaging system, allowing you to connect with fellow group members, share resources, ask questions, and get support 24-7. Visit RadicalGoalGetters.com for more information. Ready to transform your goals into reality? There are five available time slots, and each group is limited to the first six people who apply. Unleash your radical potential and accomplish what you've never thought possible. Visit RadicalGoalGetters.com to reserve your spot now by applying today. The groups will start the week of August 7th, so get your seat at the table today. All right. Well, check that out. Appreciate you guys uh, giving that a, a look when you get a chance. When we get uh, done chatting with Dan here, just keep that uh, page bookmarked and go over to RadicalGoalGetters.com. Uh, Terry, so uh, we, we had a, a comment, I believe, from, from Rana, and I want to just discuss this. We're going to kind of reverse and go back to something we were talking about before when we were talking about DTG and DTF. Um, so Rana had said DTG seems more labor intensive with pre-treat and post-treat. I don't know. I know my opinion, but Dan, I'd love to get your opinion on that too. I think it depends upon how you're doing your DTF. If we're going to compare it to DTG, if you're ordering your transfers and they come to you on roll and you cut them out and you do them. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, when I do DTF, I'm printing them myself. I'm powdering them. I'm curing them myself. So me personally, it's close to about the same. The only difference is, is I don't have to get the bin with the powder out because I do it manually. I don't have a, a shaker, dryer, any of that stuff um, because predominantly what I do is DTG. So by the time I get the bin out with the powder and switch the, not really switch the machine over, but put a different platen on there, print it, cure it, everything about that. Change um, settings. <laughs> right, right. It's, it's about the same. Yeah. Now I will say, since I'm doing sheet, because I'm doing it off of my Epson, if I'm doing a 16 by 20 and if I'm doing left chest or I'm doing sleeves or anything like that, I can get 10, 20, depending upon the size or whatever, on one sheet. So that will cut down on time. And I think a lot of, it, not issues, but a lot of the learning curve in DTG is getting your pre-treat right. The two most important things in DTG are your pre-treat and your garment. If you find the right garment, that's easy. Know your settings and order it. But as far as the pre-treat is concerned, you really have to dial it in per garment and make sure that that's dialed in really well. Once you have that down, it's easy. Yeah. And on a s side note from that, don't try and offer 500 different options of garments to your customer 
you will lose your mind because yes. they're all going to be different, even <laughs> right. from different colors. Um, I've had it before where we're talking the same exact garment, manufacture everything where it changes from size. So because how it was manufactured or anything like that, where I've had to up my pre-treated hair just by size. Now I've, I've got it down to where I can look at it and pretty much go, eh, that needs a little bit more. And then from then on for the rest of the size, I can do that. But once you get the pre-treat dialed in and you get a system going, yeah, it, it's really, it's pretty easy. It just, yeah. it takes a little bit of time to get there. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. I, that's exactly what I was thinking too, I, because I mean, you, like you said, if you're just getting your transfers and, and yeah, but you still have to, you know, heat, peel, heat again to, to set it in right. with a DTF. And then, you know, same thing with, you know, you could get a pre-treated shirt too nowadays, right? In in yeah, certain cases, absolutely. right? So, um, in fact, uh, Becky says uh, DTF is not for the faint of heart if you're doing them yourself. And and Becky's somebody that knows she she actually makes transfers for folks at Six Hundred Five Custom. So uh, check that out. But um, Terry, you you have any other things to add to that before you? Well, yeah, hundred percent uh, agree. And uh, you know, unlike any other decoration method for DTG, that that shirt and the pre-treating is, is critical, but there are variables in, in every type of decoration. And, you know, coming from the screen print world, uh, I, I look at DTG and go, wait, I, I just have to pre-treat the shirt, send the file, load the shirt and hit the button. <laughs> That's, uh, it, you know, cause, cause I, I'm still doing separations in my screen printing shop, you know, for that, for that order. I'm, I'm, I'm two days away from printing shirts uh, in, in the world of screen printing. But again, you know, I, screen print is not going anywhere. It's just like a, um, Adrian was saying in her, uh, in her news segment, but uh, they, there are variables to all of this. And, and Dan, back to your point about uh, when we're talking about, you know, researching, being an expert at what you do, uh, it makes it easier once you go through all that research and all that trial and error and testing. And and uh, it, it, it gets to be a much easier process once you've you've gone through a little bit of the pain. Right. <laughs> oh, abs absolutely. But once you get it down, it's easy. It, it really it really is. So. Yeah. So, so Dan, uh, get to shift gears a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you were showing me a graphic uh, just the other day, and, and it, it made me start thinking about the fact that you're always on the lookout for the next current event to turn into a printed shirt. And, <laughs> and in my screen printing classes, I always say, your first thought should always be, I should do shirts. Talk to us a little bit about printing for current events. Uh, that's, that's something I always like to capitalize on. And especially in the DTG world, it's easy. You design it up and you click print. It's not like you have to burn the screens or do any of that. And, um, I did one that was pretty successful for about two weeks with something that was in the news lately. Um, and yeah, I, as, as it was. A, I think you could talk about it. Tell us what. Listen, <laughs> I'm just you know the the shirt says it all. So I made an OceanGate shirt. Um, it was the OceanGate risk management team. I got onto <laughs> I got onto it really quick, and got it designed. And that was, I I probably should have been like two days earlier, but I did all right. And then just I I did five days worth of promo and advertising on it and stuff like that moved a whole bunch of them but you have very short windows on anything that's current yeah 
So, you know, that one was about a two week window, give or take. And the nice thing about DTG is you just print what you need, you ship it out and you're done. Move on to the next one. Um, so right now we've got uh, Jason Aldean that's hot in the news and might be a shirt coming up on that one. <laughs> so, but it's it's different things like that. And um, I'm sure you guys will segment into that. But if in case anybody hasn't caught on, I do a lot of um, edgy type things when I do stuff like that or uh co- well i've got a couple of your shirts possible. that oh no i can't show them yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i mean i'm an 80s kid from chicago so um <laughs> well but i what i love about that though dan is you, you're you're right we, we could you're being true to yourself and and i think that's something that you know as business owners we need to think about that right we, we can't always be like worried about everything else we just need to kind of go with what we feel is the the right thing to do right and and you know you're you're an 80s kid from chicago you you like to have some fun you're you're okay being a little edgy um right you know, Absolutely. i think we should celebrate that you know and that's that's who i've always been i've always been unapologetically me and it's Got me in trouble a few times, maybe more than, maybe more than a few, (laughs) but it's just, if you meet, you see a lot of things in business where people will, you know, their business is one thing, but you actually meet the person and they don't match. The one thing you always get from me is if you're like, wow, like you look at some of the stuff Dan creates and granted, I do a lot of custom print, but my actual own apparel line, which is the drunken leprechaun side of things is not suitable for work or anybody offended yeah. but you look at that and then you meet me in person and go oh yeah man same guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he wasn't kidding yeah <laughs> so but that's that's the fun in it that's the fun in it too because uh especially you know and i'm one of those people that's you know if there's that saying you know if you can't take a joke or there's something in the beginning of there whatever yeah. but yeah that's I me yeah. You know, there's a no, place in the marketplace for all, all different types of, of decorators. So, you know, that's the, especially today with, with the ability to sell nationally, internationally uh, from, from your, your shop, it's, uh, it, it's, it's easy to find the, well, I don't, don't want to say it's easy. There are a lot, there, the, the customer base for all different types of decorating is, is ever expanding, I think. Oh, absolutely. And that just happens to be my niche for that's why I have two quote unquote separate companies is too, because depending upon what I'm doing or marketing or stuff like that, the short designs is more the print of things. The drunken leprechaun creations is more of a brand, but you know, that type of thing. And, you know, I'll print anything. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. And there you go. Nice. I love it. Love it, Dan. All right. Well, let's, Terry was telling me that uh, you've uh, recently made a few changes uh, in your location going from uh, Glendale to Tempe. And I know uh, being somebody that's actually from Phoenix, I know what kind of a change that is in, <laughs> in, in landscape, but, um, but tell us about that a little bit and, and how your selling approach has changed due to that. You know, even though it's technically still inside of Phoenix, that's a, that's a, a move. So the Glendale is a retail location back when we were talking about how, you know, I got my name and, and sublimation and stuff like that because sure. of the vape industry, that was a retail front that, 
my wife had in a pretty busy corner in Glendale and we had a lot of walk-in traffic. Sure, there was the actual business was all vape related products, but the entire, as, as I grew, I started taking over more and more of it and it was a family ran business and the customers were pretty much family too. And that's how, you know, we lasted as long as we did in the industry and did well there before making our exit. But when people would come in, it's like, you know, they were family to us. So like, Oh, you know, you do this now, what's Dan doing now? Yeah. So there was that walk-in element where, you know, we could add more things and it advertised itself. I don't do really any advertising or I will advertise, you know, obviously my current shirts or stuff like that, or as far as that goes, but as far as custom orders or getting business, I never really advertise. It's all word of mouth. And still to this day, I really don't. Nice. And the nice part about having the retail was people come in and go, Oh, I had no idea you did this. And then, you know, I, Hey, I've got a, you know, my mom or my, somebody's ordering up a restaurant. We're going to need some shirts for that, or I'm going to need something for this. Or so that was something to, you know, a conversation starter. Now I'm in a, in, in a commercial location, which, yeah, you could still come here. Um, but my, my tagline is anybody knows me. I love talking. I, I, I love stuff like this, but I'm always like, I don't like people. So it's really, <laughs> it's, it. it's, it, it's great for me um, with that because I can close the door and I can print. Yeah. So I was in here at 3 a.m. this morning starting printing and everything like that for this run that I'm doing. I'm like, lock the door and print. So the as far as my approach to things, it's I don't have that walk in people asking, which did drive a good amount of business. And now it's just a lot of it is word of mouth. And I don't put a lot of it. I'll put some of the stuff that I do up online and stuff like that. But because of all the people that I got to know previously, it's, you know, that have gotten stuff from me. They're like, oh, hey, you know, I've got a really good shirt guy and stuff like that. So that really, really helps. But I am, I much prefer being behind closed doors. There you go. Yeah. Oh. And, and, you know, walk-in is great too, but also walk-in means, so, hey, man, it's hot out there, don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> You're thinking, I got work to do. <laughs> right. Uh, that, and that was, that always happened when somebody comes in and, you know, like I said, I love talking to people and stuff like that, but it's exactly. I'm like, I needed to be back printing an hour ago. Can we finish up uh, this story you told me? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So Dan, uh, before we go any further, uh, how can our listeners find you? So drunkenleprechaun.com is my brand and my site there. This should come with a very large warning of explicit content, controversial content, offensive content, um, whatever you want to put on there. Because nothing is off. Might I might add hilarious, <laughs> hilarious content. Yes, but if you are easily offended, yes, I understand. Yeah, and, you, uh, mm, and not just we hit all spectrums over there. Yeah. So I'm also on Facebook for Short Designs AZ, also Drunken Leprechaun Creations on Facebook. Cool. Awesome. Um, you can kind of stalk me anywhere. <laughs> I, I did that this week. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> well, at least you knew what you're getting into that's right and i loved every second of it so. 
Hey, Dan, uh, we're, we're running a little short on time here, but this has been fantastic. I, I love, like I said, I've loved every second of this. And if we can, you know, grab any more insight, that's what we're always looking to do here on the two regular yeah. guys. But uh, just quickly, what would be the number one piece of advice that you wish you had gotten before starting your business? Oh, man. <laughs> Putting you on the spot. <laughs> you know, I, I don't... So my real answer to that is get more power outlets than you think you need. Um, <laughs> there you go. So there's a nuts and bolts answer. There's, there's really no, like you, when you think you have enough dedicated circuits, you don't. Nice. <laughs> True. But True statement. As far, as far as I, quite honestly, nothing. And yeah. I say that because not because I went into it knowing everything that I need to know. Yeah. But if you don't learn as you're going along and learn it yourself and make the mistakes, you're never going to learn. Some of my wow. biggest learning experiences have been by wasting product, have been by just wanting to wheel the printer out into the back alley and just get <laughs> rid of it or stuff like that. Because once you finally get it exactly how you want it, no matter what you're doing, I don't uh, sublimation, laser, doesn't matter, printing. Um, once you finally get it down, you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. And that That's really what it is. I've uh, my wife works with me. You know, if she need if I need help with things or stuff like that, she'll come in and she'll pre-treat for me. She's been pre-treating for four days for me. Um, I think she's officially done with me for pre-treating. <laughs> but I'll call her and be super excited to be like, hey, I got this. I figured this out. And I could tell, like, granted, we're on the phone, but I don't see on the phone going. I have no idea. I have no idea what the heck you're talking about, but cool. <laughs> good for, I, I know this is important to you, so good on right. you. Right? Oh no, yeah, no, absolutely. Because I'm going on this big technical tangent or explaining tour, and I know she's on the phone over there going. Yeah. Okay. okay. Pr proud of you. Yeah. There you go. Uh... Dan, thank you so much. This has been uh, incredible. What a great conversation and, and a lot of fun. Thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. And, uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, definitely. We'll we'll, uh, we'll figure out some another reason, to, uh, some good excuse to have you back in the not too distant future there, Dan. So ah, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't take much of an excuse. That's right. All right Dan. And, and, have fun. Uh, and I'll see you at the Arizona sandwich shop next time. Oh, oh you know it. <laughs> well, now I'm going to have to come to Arizona the sandwich shop. Oh, I, no, I, I need to get back. You home are. Right yep. Absolutely. All right. Done, done. All right, Dan. Thank you very much, Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. Fantastic. Yeah. What what a what a great conversation, Terry. All right. Well, Terry, what is coming up for you? What's in uh, Terry's big book of travel there? Yeah, How absolutely. are you gonna get out of the 118 degree weather? <laughs> well, it's not <laughs> happening right away, but the, the pools are nice right now. I was okay, out yeah. skimming it at 5 30 this morning because it's too hot to do it later in the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, I'm going to be at Workhorse Products here in Phoenix uh, when it's a little bit cooler, September 23rd and 24th. Uh, I'll be in Chicago at Atlas Screen Supply on November 4th and 5th. I will be uh, speaking along with, uh, with you and uh, Eric. Uh, I'm going to be doing my everything you've heard about DTG printing and DTF printing on the internet is wrong. And, and uh, I'm also going to be moderating a panel there as well. And that cool. will be September 14th through 16th. And as always, all my upcoming events, you can find at terrycombs.com. Wonderful. Cool. All right. For me, um, I just 
uh, you guys have heard about my book for a while now, probably, and uh, I finally have it available online. Uh, it's called The Fundamentals of Business Success. It's available as an ebook, and I'm also taking pre-orders for the paperback version. If anybody wants that, uh, if you just go over to oursuccessgroup.com forward slash FBS book, and uh, it's all about ditching the daily grind and finding the fun in your business. So you'll see fundamentals and funds all caps and everybody's like, that's oh, a typo. No, it's not right. <laughs> so, um, inside it are, are uh, what I consider 13 fundamentals, uh, kind of a no nonsense guide. That's going to help you lay a solid foundation for long-term success in your business. So I'm excited to hear what people think about that book. And, uh, yeah, we'll be getting it out to, uh, other locales, you know, and, and I've been picking Terry's brain about how to get it out into the, the wild. So, uh, <laughs> well, that, coming soon, I'm also talking to some publishing companies, right? now. So looking forward to that. Um, the next thing that I've got coming up, Terry mentioned that we'll be all be out in Fort Worth at the uh, Impressions Expo um, I, out there. I'm actually going to be out there the day before on September 13th. And uh, we're doing a workshop called the ABC's Design, Print and Market. And I get to do that alongside the Magic Touch, Corel Trainer and Creo. It is a full day workshop where we're going to provide a start to finish look at custom apparel from that initial design to final print and beyond talking. Uh, I get to talk a lot about business and sharing some of the fundamentals out of the book. Um, we're going to walk you through each step and equipping you with all of the tools to create, organize, market, and deliver more to your customers. So if you'll go over to osg.link forward slash ABCS and uh, check that out uh, and, and sign up there. I'd love to meet you out in Fort Worth. And Becky, I just saw your comment. She says the fundamentals book is awesome. I appreciate that, Becky. Um, all right. And then uh, just one more reminder. I know you keep hearing about it, but uh, it's coming up soon. And I just want to challenge people. If you think that you're ready to, to really kind of get those goals, make it happen, I'm going to challenge you to, to join that Radical Goal Getters. It's an investment that is going to be worthwhile. And um, I just don't want you to kick yourself for missing the opportunity to really transform yourself and your business. So if you'll go to radicalgoalgetters.com and, and uh, just hit that, uh, the application at the bottom, just uh, apply and, and let's, let's make it happen. So again, the groups are starting the week of August 7th and I don't want you to miss out. Uh, we're already getting some people signed up. So I don't want you to miss your, your opportunity. We're going to obviously limit those. So we have a proper mastermind. So um, that's what I've got, uh, Terry. Um, I can share what Eric's got going on, if that's okay. Yeah, let's do that. Since okay. I'm going to be doing secret sauce today. Awesome. Yeah, like, we, we didn't even tease that one today. But uh, those of you that have hung on to the end here, secret sauce coming up in just one moment. But uh, before that, uh, Eric has got the take up again today. Always fantastic. Always tons of information. Always uh you know, we, we always tease Eric. Oh yeah. You went short today, an hour and a half only. Okay. <laughs> but that's an hour and a half of amazing stuff. People hang around for an hour and a half. It's not just <laughs> overkill. So anyhow, uh, episode 161 today, it's stitch reducing tactics, subtle to savage. Wow. I'm, I'm excited. Um, in this episode, he's going to talk about the many ways uh, you can reduce stitch count and production time from subtle changes in execution to larger, more comprehensive methods to redesign, rework, and create coverage with less time under the needle. So if you'll head over to ericcampbell.com and click the take up tab at the top for the links to, uh, to check out all past episodes and, and join the live. If you want to join the live, it is at 2.30 Mountain Time today. And just get in there. Tell them you're there. Say hello. Share your insights if you have any and ask questions of Eric. He's really good at, at just making sure everybody leaves with uh, a ton of value. So check that out today. And then uh, Eric, 
uh, will also be at Impressions Expo with us, like we've talked about already, uh, in Fort Worth. And he's going to be uh, presenting Embroidery's Value Proposition. So all things embroidery. Uh, Adrian said that embroidery is taking over the world. Eric was back there, you know, raising the roof. And uh, yeah, he, we we try to keep him behind camera and he still takes over. So it's awesome. <laughs> I think that was a Spice Girl song. Embroidery is taking over the world. I think so. It could have been. Oh, boy. There's the head shake. All right. Well, Terry, <laughs> it's secret sauce time. All right. My secret sauce is about screen printing production. And every screen printing class I teach, and I've been doing those classes for 20 years, someone says, wait, don't you need to flash between colors? So for my non-screen printing uh, uh, friends here, flashing means to print a white underbase on a color shirt, put it under the flash cure unit for about 15 seconds to gel the ink. Then you come back and you print the colors on top. So in every class, someone stops me as I start to print those colors wet on wet and says, I was taught to flash the ink between colors. So uh, between learning to screen print from a previous owner or a friend or following self-proclaimed experts on the internet, uh, this misinformation is rampant throughout the industry. So, so uh, where does this start? Flashing between colors is a, is a Band-Aid that, that it's, it's made to, uh, uh, when you have far too many, uh, <laughs> let, me, let me start again. Flashing between colors is a Band-Aid that's uh, made its way on far too many production floors. The Band-Aid is, number one, to fix a press that doesn't hold good registration. Number two, poor quality separations that do not line up properly. Number three, screen match not uh, tension properly. Number four, using a screen with too low mesh count. So Plastisol inks are made to be printed wet on wet. If all the above Band-Aids, uh, Band-Aid variables are addressed, you can print shirt after shirt without ink smearing and without a buildup of ink on the backs of your subsequent screens. So speed your production and get a better finished product. Print wet on wet. That's my secret sauce. Secret sauce, Terry. I love it. Look at that. Uh, good <laughs> stuff. So round of applause for you, Terry. All right, man. Well, Terry, we've come to the close of another show. I want to thank Dan Short for sharing his business experience with us today and, and all the fun. What a great conversation. We've already been talking in the private chat. We got to do this again soon and, and we're going to make that happen. So uh, Terry, thanks for bringing Dan into the show. Absolutely. Dan's a good friend and uh, he's an awesome decorator. Uh, we also want to thank uh, Eric Campbell for being our show producer and keeping those wheels turning on the two regular guys bus. And as always, he's the on-call co-host two weeks from now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And um, Terry, next week, we may have to have him in front of the camera too, because uh, we're going to have uh, Joseph Kramer. He's going to be joining us to talk about elevating your embroidery toolbox. And uh, so, you know, we always need to have somebody knowledgeable on this side because you and I will sit there and go, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll, we'll figure that out. I, I need to get what? Okay. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Terry, can I borrow your junior yellow legal pad, please? All right. Um, <laughs> cool. But I, I'm, I'm really looking terms. forward to that. Thread and Pelon. That's beyond that. <laughs> Head shaking continues. All right. So next week, though, you guys tune in for sure. Elevating your embroidery toolbox. Uh, I know Dan's going to be listening in. So uh, we're check that out. And uh, it, I'm looking forward to that, Terry. Absolutely. Me too. Until then, I'm Terry Combs. He's Aaron Montgomery. And that was the two regular guys. Here we go. We're out. <laughs>
<laughs> awesome. Thank you for listening to Two Regular Guys. Check out our website at tworegularguys.com. That's the number two, regularguys.com. You can also interact with us over at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash tworegularguys, or send us a tweet, twitter.com slash tworegularguys. And we have a YouTube page. You can find all that from our website, tworegularguys.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to spending some time with you again next week.